Um, some breaking news in uh, to us just now this morning. It's been confirmed that David Bowie, singer and musician, has died at the age of 69 this morning. Yes, that news just in the last couple of moments or so. A report saying that he had been suffering from cancer. Uh, a career, of course, so many of you will know uh, David Bowie, spanning several... Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Six years ago, David Bowie left. I remember, you know, there was always that, where were you when, you know, for my parents' generation, where were you when Kennedy was shot? And where were you when Cobain was uh, pronounced dead? But yeah, where were you when David Bowie died? That was so stunning. That was so stunning. And before we proceed, I want to pay tribute to Bob Saget. I watched Full House as a kid. Bob Saget's humor was dark. One time I watched a late night comedy special of his and realized, oh, he's not totally Danny Tanner. And so I wanted to pay tribute. I I was so stunned. But six years ago, what was I doing? Oh. I think I had watched the Golden Globes, and I'm in, and I'm watching. I think I watched a little bit of Downton Abbey. It was the last they were going to start airing the last episodes of Downton Abbey, and I then Sherlock came on. I love Sherlock Benedict Cumberbatch, and then I fell asleep, and I woke up just as Sherlock was ending. And my friend, a friend of this show, who I want to have on the show, Carlos Delano, Delano, you know that's an anagram, right? Anyway, um, he texts me, and he's like, did you hear? I said, what do you mean? He said, you usually text me when someone famous dies. And I said, okay, who died? He said, David Bowie. He had the big C. He had cancer. And I went, wow. And I turned on the news and just watched it all night long. I was so stunned. I mean, he was 69 years old. I remember something striking. I knew that he had a new album coming out. And I knew his birthday was coming up. And then one night in December, before the album came out Michael C. Hall was on Colbert and he was performing Lazarus and I thought okay it was weird it was weird um what I'm doing is just playing the instrumentals because I know that won't totally get me taken down. But this is also an interesting year because this is the 50th anniversary of the the character that made David Bowie totally famous. Here we go.
Ziggy Stardust. That's Moon Age Daydream. I want to give a shout out to Jason Elmy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked, Christina Elmy, Adam Simmons, Chris Wetzky. What's up? One day I want to do a show where we just talk about music, where we talk about metal and hard rock. And, um, you know, Bowie was really the beginning of alternative. A lot of people don't remember that. I mean, in terms of how he looked, in terms of what he talked about, he there was some controversy behind it. I mean, everyone knew he was doing cocaine. Everybody knew he would drink milk and do cocaine. And he said to this day, he doesn't even remember recording station to station. That's how out of his mind he was. Okay. Um, but yeah, the fact when, when someone of that magnitude dies and then uh, the way that things were all in- connected, I'll never forget that. He releases the album on his birthday, and two days later, he's dead. It was all calculated. It was stunning that he went out of this world releasing such a stunning, beautiful album. And he and he's talking about death in the album, but he's also talking about rebirth, and he's talking about all these different things. And that, that video for Black Star is so shocking so stunning so is Lazarus it is a beautiful album I I have the album but um the fact that this this um this uh this icon left I mean and, and cancer sucks cancer really fucking sucks you know what I mean? Um, hmm. I'm going to play a little bit of Black Star. I'm going to probably get in trouble. Iman, I'm sorry. Here's a little bit of Black Star. I was so stunned that he didn't get like some kind of recognition for that video. That is a stunning video. Um, it's been said that that whole album of Black Star was inspired. David Bowie. David Bowie loved all kinds of music, and he had been listening to Kendrick Lamar's um, "How to Pimp a Butterfly," and he was so impressed with it. And so he hired a jazz band. He he wanted he wanted he wanted some of that sound that Kendrick Lamar had. That's saying something. See, Bowie Bowie was always on that edge. He knew, and strangely enough, when it came to death, he knew also. He knew, you know, at the beginning, allegedly, the cancer was in remission. And then it came back stronger because he was going to tour with this record, supposedly. Um, but he came back and, um, you know, I've read, I've read different things that have been said about his death. And I'm not going to say it because 
that would be wrong. But his death was it was stunning, and um, can cancer is aggressive. It is so aggressive. And uh, yeah, all we can do is really dive into the person and what and what they brought to society. He, I mean, David Bowie by the numbers. I mean, as as an artist, as he was a mime originally. His real name was J- David Jones. Changed it um, to David Bowie. Originally, he said it was pronounced Bowie, but I don't know. Um, the last film he did, I remember, and it was The Prestige, and he played Nikola Tesla. And that's the other thing. He was an actor. You know, he was in The Man That Fell to Earth and Ziggy Stardust. The lyrics in Ziggy Stardust are so wild i mean he's he's talking about uh put your ray gun to my head freak out in a moon age daydream or uh, panic in detroit panic in detroit is so soulful so primal the drums here's here's a little bit of david bowie in the prestige released in 2006 Yeah, since man, we're in the hotel, and I have every mind to bring him up here myself. Oh. 
I've not stolen you. And I told you I could make your machine. I spoke a simple truth. Then why isn't the machine working? Because exact science, Mr. Angier, is not an exact science. The machine simply does not operate as expected. It requires further examination. You need to try different material. It may provoke a different result. So the machine was working? These things never quite work as you expect them to, Mr. Angier. That's one of the principal beauties of science. I'll need a couple of weeks to iron out the problems with the machine. We'll send word when it's ready. Don't forget your hat. Which one is mine? They're all your hats, Mr. Angier. <laughs> and that's David, B you know, <laughs> David Bowie even played uh, Andy Warhol in... Uh, the film Basquet, uh, Basquet, about Jean-Michel Basquet. Say that five times fast. And um, but as a as a performer, as a as an actor, there was no one else like David Robert Jones. He later changed his name, I believe, legally to David Bowie. <sighs> 1983's Let's Dance really hit it on in the park, and that's what we what we do with these artists is the the music is what keeps them alive, and I mean I could play I could play a little a little snippet of it. But what's more interesting to me is the vocals because everyone and their mother has sampled. I remember when Puff Daddy sampled Let's Dance for, uh, I think it was called Been Around the World with him and, him and Biggie. Yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. But here, this is this is this is this is the this is how Let's Dance starts. Sounds almost like a vocal duo. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. That's David Bowie doing what he does best. Now. Bowie could do it all. He could play, he could dance, he could sing, he could mm, he could do a lot of crazy shit. He couldn't play Andy Warhol. I mean it was it was cute. It was cute. It's like okay. Oh, it goes all the way back to Ziggy Stardust. You know, he talked about he said, you know, it took all of the sixties for me to figure out what I was going to do. He went to New York he met Lou Reed in the Velvet Underground. He later produced Lou Reed's um, Transformer album. In a way, he, it was him giving back to this artist that he loved. He loved the Velvet Underground. But he was trying to figure out um, what to do. He had had a novelty hit with Space space Oddity. Ground control to Major Tom. Now, what's interesting is, 10 years later, he revisits... Major Tom in Ashes to Ashes 
because he says my mother said to get things done you better not mess with major tom and then he talks about that major tom died it's like whoa um that album is very profound to me it came out in 1980 scary monsters and super creeps it was co-produced by tony visconti mm, ashes to ashes to ashes is such a magical song I have to talk about that video. That video is wild. And 42, yes, 42 years later, it still holds up. And the director of the video, um, had something interesting to say because Bowie and him basically collaborated. He says, can you do this? Yes. Uh, you know, and can we make this, this, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was fascinating. Let's see if we can put a little of it on here. It, this is the talk with him and the director. If I can go into it. Okay. And the director's name. Here we go. And so that is the director and others, other directors and filmmakers, talking about Ashes to Ashes. You know, this was the beginning of MTV also. And um, the Ashes to Ashes video, because at that point, 
point, you know, Bowie had been making videos off and on. And then MTV comes around. And it changes everything because, you know, and then and then to call out MTV because they weren't playing black videos. So David Bowie was, oh, geez, so fearless, so fearless. Mm, I want to get the director's name, David Mallet, David Mallet, who directed Ashes to Ashes and worked very closely with David Bowie on how they both wanted that video to look yeah now if we can talk about here's Bowie interview Iman didn't really get up this morning and iron your outfit darling will you phone in immediately it was very well ironed I she, thought it was she got, up, she got up six o'clock this morning and she ironed my clothes why do I have a difficult idea envisioning that Hello, darling. <laughs> she I'm really sorry. Did. I had to tell the truth. I cannot tell a lie. Interesting. <laughs> Anymore. Marriage is working out fine. <laughs> David, it's always good. My favorite, though, is his Mick Jagger impression, which is hilarious. And he did this on a Briti- on um, Parkinson in England. And, it's, and Tom Hanks is there, I guess, promoting... A film. Here we go. The little Richard Jacket. Yes. Your great hero. Which now you've acquired. I've now acquired that through my wife. It was one of our wedding anniversaries a few months ago. And my idol when I was a kid was little Richard. And she knew that, so she found one of his old original stage jackets, 1956, and she got it for me for an anniversary present. And the thing, little Richard, the guy is huge. This guy, I, I, I can use it as a tent in the garden. I can wear it on stage. I mean, he must have had, like, really little legs. Uh, big body. You know, and a big body, because yeah. the sleeves are down there on me. I saw him first in uh, 1963, I think it was. Uh, I think it might have been at the Brixton Odeon. I don't know. Somebody remember the tour. Everybody remembers everything these days. And uh, the Rolling Stones were opening up for him. It's the first time they ever saw him. And they weren't really very well known. There's about six kids rushed to the front. You know, that was their fan base at the time. Everybody was there for Little Richard. And I think Bo Diddley was on the, the show and all that. And it was priceless. I'd never seen anything so rebellious in my life. Some guy yells out, "Get your hair cut!" <laughs> Mick says, "I'll never forget these words." Well, I look like you. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, today, six years ago, we lost David Bowie, but the music continues. You can go on YouTube, watch those clips. You can listen to the music, watch the videos. And this year is the 50th anniversary of Ziggy Stardust. So, we'll talk about that at a later date. Unpleasant dreams and rest in peace, David Bowie.